Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to talk some hoops. It's down the lane and throws it down with two hands. Let's talk about the team chasing a championship in 2020. Giannis all the way. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. With Bill Michaels and former Milwaukee Buck and Marquette sharpshooter Steve Novak. Shoots the three at the horn and he banked it in. Loaded up for another three. Got it. Good evening and welcome. We are broadcasting live. We are here at Concordia University tonight. A great place to come to. Thanks so much for having us here. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. I am Bill Michaels. We're going to hear from uh, Steve Novak coming up here in a little bit. You're going to hear from him. And also we're going to hear from uh, our good friend. Well, there we go. We're also going to hear from uh, Dante DiVincenzo of the Milwaukee Bucks. He's going to be joining us coming up here in just a little bit as well. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, we are going to talk some Concordia basketball as we are here on campus. We wanted to make sure we uh, kind of included those in the athletic brethren and the basketball. Uh, we got the men's team here and the women's team here, both going for uh, some, some hierarchy in the conference right now. Now, got Lake here is with us, and I got Claire here is with us. And uh, first of all, thanks for coming up and joining us here at the table. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> So I, I, I got to admit, I, I, I'm talking to Lake, and I said, okay, your name? Lake Chambers. Okay, great. And I said, what position? And he looked over there. I'm like, well, you got to know where you go on the floor, right? When they say, hey, you got to go into the game, you got to know where you got to go. So you had to look, so you had to kind of figure you're like a flex position. You're, you're playing different positions on the floor, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part, it's really on my coach, whatever he needs me to do on the floor. And that's the position I'm going to go into. Okay. Just checking in. And, Clara, you, uh, you're, you're, you are emphatic. I'm a shooting guard. I chuck it. I don't pass it. Nobody gets the ball. I'm an embarrassment to my team, but I'm putting it up anyway. I mean, yeah, you pretty much put it on the point. Uh, if they pass it to me, I'll probably shoot it. So uh, let's, let's talk about the men's record first and foremost. Uh, right now we're third in our conference. Uh, we're having a pretty good season for the most part. We're trying to uh, make the NCAA tournament, but we're trying to make the NCAA tournament. Um, but we also we still have the playoffs left, so right now we're in a pretty good position. And uh, the women's team has a big game coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, right now we're fourth in our conference. Um, if we win on Saturday, we get a home game. 
for the conference playoffs. So that would be really huge for us. So talk about let's for for those that are listening and for those that don't know, we're on a network. We're statewide. We reach all the way from Minneapolis to Chicago. Uh, for those that want to find out more about Concordia University, tell us about the, the league, some of the some of the rivalry games, some of the competition you guys have because you guys are. I gotta admit, uh, we we pay attention because it's what we do here in the state. But uh, you know, for if we don't bring awareness to it, it's kind of a hidden gem, right? Yeah, um, so we play in the NAC League. Uh, women's basketball is usually in the top part of the conference every year. Um, our biggest rivals right now, WLC, we're always uh, head-to-head with them. And in the last couple of years, Benedictine has been there also. Yeah, and for us, um, honestly, every game we go into, every team's looking at us as our as their rivals. So, I mean, we just go into every game just uh, thinking that we got to handle, handle our business whenever we get on the floor. The athletic department here is amazing. Uh, people don't realize that when you drive on campus, you see the big football field, obviously the baseball field. You've got a lot of different things going on up here. Talk about the Concordia University experience. Yeah, Concordia is a really amazing campus. Actually, like we have so much you can do whenever you come out here. Whenever you're just visiting, you can go out to the bluff and see the beautiful lake, and then you come out into the uh, facilities, and we got a lot of pretty nice uh, facilities. So it's a pretty nice campus. Yeah, it's nice how it's so small. You're walking through the hallways, and you see other athletes, and you know them, and you say hi. And there's usually not an uncommon face that you see. Mm -hmm. So this is where we want to do the shout-out portion to your teammates. So if you're going to point out some teammates, okay, I'm going to start with you, Clara, first. If you're going to to give some shout-outs here. You're going to make friends and you're going to make enemies because you're going to leave somebody out and they're going to be mad at you tonight and they're not buying you anything off campus. But So give some shout-out to your teammates who are coming here tonight. Yeah, well, number one, we have Braylon. He uh, is our coach's son. He's our biggest fan. So that's my number one shout-out. Okay. <laughs> and then probably our my other senior, Caitlin Foster. Uh, we've been roommates and teammates for four years now. So it's so you got senior nights to... coming up too. Yeah. How hard is that knowing that you're coming down to the to the end? It's, Lake? it's tough, honestly. Um, didn't think it was going to come this fast, but, you know, I'm just – I loved every single part of the journey, honestly. Give some shout-outs to your guys. Oh, man. Uh, I definitely got to shout-out my seniors. So, Zay, Braden, Nolan, I appreciate y'all. And I got to shout-out my roommate, Mike. He's right there with the hat. That's the dude. <laughs> and then my other, my guy, Jay Book, he's over there. But he's not on the basketball team. He's just sitting over there. He's just hanging? Yeah, he's just <laughs> – over there. He's trying to be wore a jersey. He's like going to the Apple Store and stealing his shirt. You act like you work there. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, great. Did you expect this kind of a crowd in here tonight? No, <laughs> no. Kind of expected my team. Yeah, and that was it. Look at all the people that showed up for you guys tonight. This is fantastic. This is an awesome turnout tonight. I didn't know what to expect. They said that we're coming out. There was talks of tickets and handing stuff out. I, I didn't know what was going on. We got T-shirts. I think we're going to give out a little bit later. So uh, now let me ask you, because uh, you guys were chosen to be up here and talk to me for just a little bit, but uh, you got Dante DiVincenzo coming in the house. Now, if you had to pick his brain, if you wanted to interview him, give me some of the questions you would ask Dante DiVincenzo. And what's his game day routine? What's what he does on a home game versus away game? Good home. question. Are you a journalism major? No. No? Okay. I'm just checking. Very emphatic. Um, I'll probably ask him just, yeah, like what his game day routine will be. And then, you know, I know he played four years at Villanova. So I ask him how do you get ready to, you know, end his senior year. I mean, obviously they went to the national championship, but. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a chucker too, by the way. Love that. He's a a three-point guy. There you go. (laughs) 
So uh, tell me about what your majors are. Let's start with you, Lake. A sports entertainment business. Okay. Yeah. So you want to do this. I do. You know, set up something like this for a profession. Yeah, no, I love it. You've been taking notes the whole time you've been in here? Yeah. No Maybe. Way. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell don't tell Dr. Underbreak. Yeah. Okay. Clara? Yeah, I'm also a sport and entertainment business and marketing. So. so when I sat down and they sat down next to me, the first thing they said was, What are the questions? I said, We don't have any. This is just like we're, you know, hanging out in the union or something like that, just kind of shooting it, you know? And they said, Well, they're not gonna be hard, are they? And I said, no, but you can't go yes and no, because doing this business, you have to keep continually talk and continually move on, move the, move the, so if you're going to interview, you interview me. I've been around, I've done everything from Packers to Brewers to Badgers to Bucks, and I've been all over. So if you're going to have a question, what would it be? Because you're getting into this business. So what would it be? I'm going to put you on the spot. Put me on the spot. Um, probably ask you what are your three core values? Three core values. I've never been asked that. Out of all the speeches I've given in all the different universities, I've never been asked three core values. Core values. First of all is honesty. Okay. The second one is when it, when it kind of piggybacks off of that, genuine. Okay. Because in this business, people know if you're fake or not. Right. You know, there's a lot of fake people. You'll meet that along the way. And then the third core value is the one thing you want to remember about this business is if sports all goes away tomorrow, best advice I ever got, it's all entertainment. We're still going to wake up. The sun's still going to shine. Wall Street's still going to open. Everybody's going to go to work. And if sports goes away, it's just a portion of life. So never take it so serious that it becomes and completely envelops you. Right. But you also take your job very seriously. So you go to you, you go to bed at night and you wake up every day 100%. So that's my core value. I love it. All right? All right. What do you got? I mean, what makes you excited to come to work every day? You! We're here, right? We're here at Concordia University. We're here with a bunch of people that came out to see us, and we never thought, you know, when we talk on the air, you, you don't get a chance to see your audience, you know? So you don't get a chance to kind of get, communicate. You get voices in the air, and that's what you are. Radio is a very intimate medium because you can, you can be in somebody's shower. You can be when they're taking uh, a jog around the block. You can be in their car. You can be in their office. You can be anywhere. This is an amazing medium that we live in today, and whether it's an app that you listen to or whether it's over the air, it's a fascinating, fascinating time. So you get to be in everybody's head. Like right now, there's people driving around going, what's the picture there? So if you had to paint the picture, the romance of radio is being able to paint the picture and actually bring people into it. So if you can do that and you can point it out and you can say that there's little kids here that are eating popcorn and there's grown-ups in the back that are wondering what's going on and then you've got people that are filming us that are sitting in the back too to kind of document this and maybe put it out, I don't know, some closed-circuit television system or something like that here. Plus you've got a lot of watchful eyes waiting for Dante DiVincenzo. It's, it's amazing me. Yeah. I you thought know? they were here for me. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. It, it's been great meeting you guys. Best of luck to you this weekend. Senior day right around the corner as well. Best of luck at the rivalries. Best of luck in the, in the conference. And uh, hopefully we're talking about you guys going to a, a championship, okay? Thanks, Ladies Thanks. and gentlemen, Lake and Clara hanging up here with us. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We are broadcasting live at Concordia University. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour presented by Hupie and Abraham. We'll be back right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. It is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. We're broadcasting live at Concordia University, where Dante DiVincenzo has just gotten here. We're going to hear from him coming up here shortly. We are brought to you by our friends at uh, uh, Hupie and Abraham, I should say. And uh, thanks to them for being a part of the program as well. Hupie and Abraham, the injury report. 
Uh, the Bucks right now heading into this unofficial second half of the season 100% healthy, which uh, I'm glad to say that we don't have an injury report, but it's brought to you by our friends at UP and Abraham. Call them. Uh, UP and Abraham voted best, rated best year after year after year. Joining me here at the table, you see him on television from Fox Sports Wisconsin, former Buck himself. We've got Steve Novak here with us, ladies and gentlemen, who is hanging out. How you been, man? I've been good. I've yeah? been good. Starting with that, how about that? Uh, the injury report is there's no one hurt. Right. So Hupy and Abraham, are they going to be mad about that? We <laughs> sponsored an injury report. Every team's hurt. Guys are out for the season. Kyrie Irving's done. And the no Bucks, injuries. They're not collecting anything. Yeah, they've, uh, Giannis <laughs> is playing 30 minutes a game. Right. Averaging Kareem and Wilt-like numbers. Uh, I mean, we're going to have to call Hupy and Abraham give him a refund Th- for that. Things are good, though. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, when you think about it, you know, um, this team's coming into the unofficial second half of the season, 20-something games remaining. Uh, best record in the NBA, and we were talking about it earlier today in the program, that, um, you know, if this team should lock it up end of March, beginning of April, the, the teams they're going to be playing in April are mostly above 500. These are teams that are going to be jockeying for position when it comes to the playoffs. Do you really want your guys, when you've locked up number one, being in these heated battles with these teams that are trying to, one, get confidence and gain something over you, and two – that are trying to jockey for position themselves when you don't want to run the risk of these guys, either one, getting hurt, or two, using overly extended minutes. You know what I mean? They, they, that's when the balancing yeah. act. Plus, they want to get to 70 wins. Yeah, and, and that's going to be the interesting part is, like you're saying, you know, obviously the, the schedule does get more difficult than it's been for the uh, for, for what the season's been so far. The schedule gets a little more difficult, so we'll see what these – what these guys can continue to, to put together. I mean, the run that they're on is impressive. The, the yeah. amount of minutes that the guys are playing, when you have nobody playing over 30 minutes, Giannis is playing just over 30 minutes and everybody else is, is beneath that, you're not being maxed out. You're in a position where guys are fresh, they can play more minutes, but they could go, like you're saying, into late in the season in April with clearly the best record. They may clinch a playoff spot the earliest of any NBA team in history. Which is which is yeah. incredible and just speaks to the dominance. But I do think that it is a blessing and a curse because when you're playing this few minutes and when you're dominating by winning games by over 12 points a game, which is the highest point differential in, in NBA history, it does. It almost starts to make you think, how do we ramp up for the playoffs? How do we continue to stay ready? And so maybe we can bring Dante DiVincenzo into that and ask, you know, eh, we're getting in that second half of the year, the, the second half of the so-called NBA season. And for a team that when you look at all the statistics, number one in so many categories and dominating in so many areas, I guess what is what is the focus of the Bucks team right now? All-stars over, you guys are – well, it was nice that the Detroit Pistons gave these guys a scrimmage yeah. in the first yeah. game back. <laughs> no, it was fun. It, was it, fun. it looked like know. it was fun. A lot was going right. But now that it's actually back, I guess, yeah. what is what is the mindset for you guys with doing so much right in the first – Call it half of the season. Uh, first and foremost, we just like having fun, honestly. I mean, it sounds so simple, but when we go out there and we play, there's nobody worried about 70, 70 wins or um, clinching early or anything. We're just trying to have fun with one another and play ball, um, and I think that's what our success comes from. And then right now, now we're trying to kind of tighten up little things and get ready for the playoffs because, like you said, we could clinch early, and now we got to start looking long-term. When we were – interviewing the students a little while ago the student athletes here they said uh, i said if you had a question to ask what would it be they both said what is your game day routine what do you go through so i'm gonna i want to ask that question first and foremost so my game day routine is um i go on early for shoot around 
get some treatment, get a good breakfast, um, go through shoot around. And after that, um, they cook us, they cook us food at the facility. So I, I eat a pregame meal and then I go to sleep for, I take like a two hour nap. Um, the NBA and, now. <laughs> yeah. It's crucial. Now that don't, you notice. It's crucial. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm usually one of the first ones at the gym um, just because of, like, my time slot and everything. Uh, so it's usually Chris, Giannis, and myself at the gym. Um, I go through getting treatment again, um, kind of like prep treatment. Um, and then go in for a little bit of weights um, just to get your body kind of waking up. Go out and do your little workout, and then after that, you're kind of just getting your mindset ready for warm-ups and um, the scouting report. How great is that? Yeah. He said the first three guys in the gym are Giannis, Chris, who as of next year, I guess, they'll have combined salaries of <laughs> over $80 million in a year, mm-hmm. and Dante, a guy who is in his second season. Last year was banged up, and I would call this his first full NBA season. Yeah. So those three guys are the first three in the gym, I guess. Speak to that a little bit. When you're a guy who is drafted by a team, you don't have much say. You show up at the franchise. They tell you kind of what to do, what to eat, how to go about your your business. But you have the good fortune of having veterans like Giannis and Chris to look up to. What what have you learned from those guys, the way that they work and the way that they lead? Well, coming into the NBA, um, Villanova did an amazing job of kind of preparing me for the NBA. Um being the first one there, last one to leave, that type of stuff. And mentally they prepare me. Then you go in and you have people like Giannis and Chris that they lead by example. Um, like like I said, they're the first ones at the gym. So if they're the first ones at the gym and, like you said, they have a combined salary or whatever, um, <laughs> that's what you want to be. That's like your motivation. And when you're a young guy and you're on a, you're on a winning team like that, you want to create winning habits and you want to do anything to – let those guys know that they want – I want them to know that I want to be on the court. And I want – for me, I want them to be able to be like, I want to play with Dante. Um, I don't want those guys to be like, he doesn't work hard. He's just he's just this and that. Like, I want them to know that I'm putting everything out there. What is different – now, last year you were banged up, obviously, but early on you got some starting minutes. Uh, then you got injured, and then the season just kind of, you know, went away after that. But what is different – for you comfort level wise where you're at now to where you were when you first came in because you were still hitting you were still shooting well but this year your your overall numbers your plus minus numbers are phenomenal they're off the charts number one net rating yeah in the whole league this guy i don't know what that is yeah well you can act like you don't know i'm here to tell you (laughs) score score and production per minute Okay. It's like war in baseball. The number okay. one net rating, not on the Bucks, in the NBA. This guy's got the number one net rating in the league. You look at the oh. offensive rating, you look at the defensive rating, and in the defensive rating, he's right. actually number two in the league behind, and you probably heard of him, behind Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, he's number one in defensive rating. He's kind of a big wingspan. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> Cat's got a big. So I forget what your question was for him, but I just feel like I needed to put no, that no, out there so I, that I people just, understood. You, yeah. went, you went from being a guy that was trying to make a name for yourself yeah. to a guy that has not only made a name for yourself, but now you're you're tops in the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, my mindset is still trying to make a name for myself. Um, whether I'm at this level, Giannis's level, whatever level I end up at, um, I'm still going to try to make a name for myself, and that's what Giannis does. Um, I use him for an example just because his, his mindset is, is so crazy. He just goes in and tries to prove himself every single day. And I kind of took I kind of took some of that, and, and I'm doing that now. But the difference from last year to this year 
the game just kind of slows down. Um, you have amazing teammates, and they just build confidence in you. The moment I check in the game, uh, last night, Blake calls a play for me. And I'm like, no, I'm not warmed up yet. And he's like, no, we're running the play. <laughs> and you have guys like that that want you to succeed and want the ball in your hands and want you to do good things. Um, then you're just your confidence, your self-confidence just goes through the roof. What is it about Bledsoe and, and Middleton this year? Uh, both guys very comfortable in their roles. Yeah. Um, a lot of pressure going to be going into the postseason. Obviously, you don't want a repeat of what happened last year, but both guys have performed so admirably well. Obviously, you say Chris is one of the first guys in the gym, but Bledsoe's game has come up as well. Yeah. Those guys and everybody else knowing their role has seemed to really – Maybe the comfort level of everybody playing together for a second year in a row. I I don't know if maybe that's something that plays into it, but those guys have really excelled. No, for sure. I mean, you have an all-star caliber player in Bled. I, I believe that he should have been an all-star this year, but he goes out there and plays like it every single night. Um, he comes in and practice and plays like it. Guarding him in scrimmages and practice is tough because um, he goes hard every single day. Um, when you have guys like that, they just want to go out there and just – they don't play outside themselves. They're not trying to do something that's not them. They're just trying to go out there and just do the things that they do every single day, and they put up insane numbers. Oh, and, and you just talked about not playing outside yourself and understanding who you are. You've been a guy who, over your, the course of your career, college and now NBA, where you basically were drafted with the 17th pick a couple years ago coming off the bench at yeah. Villanova. Yeah. You had the most points ever scored in a Final Four game off the bench when you scored. I think it was 31, hit five threes against Michigan in the championship. How do you, I guess, identify yourself? You've started 20 games this year when, and I don't mean, I say identify, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about as a bench player or as a starter, you've started 20 games, you've come off the bench 30, but you've been a guy who's been able to prove yourself by yeah. being a six-man, even in college, and you continue to do it in the NBA. Are you more comfortable coming off the bench? Do you feel like? I mean, I've done that my whole career. Um, and like you said, in college, I didn't really start in college at all, only when somebody got hurt. Um, and that's just the role I took and kind of got into that routine. Like now, I, um, this year, Bled went out for a little bit and I started. Chris went out for a little bit and I was starting. And then I, when I went back to the bench, I, my confidence level was at an all-time high. But also my comfortability was like I was just happy to be back there. Um, right. Not that I didn't like starting, but – just kind of being in my normal rotation, my normal stuff. Like, it just felt normal to me. And then when you get out, when you get to go out there, and that first unit's kind of going to the bench, you know you can be more aggressive. Um, you go in there with George, Earth. Like those guys want you to be aggressive, and they always tell me that come in here and shoot the ball and being aggressive and look to score. So I mean, when you don't have Giannis and Chris and Bled out there, you just have more of a green light. I want to go back to when you mentioned you don't have Giannis and Chris and Bled. Uh, the game going back to prior to the All-Star break, Indianapolis uh, against the Pacers, it didn't look like that was the best effort, so yeah. to speak. Um, when you guys end the first half of the season on a game like that, what did last night do to kind of cleanse that out? I think, I mean, I know for for me personally, I think a couple of other guys on the team feel like that, that last game before break and the first game after break are kind of just washes. They're just – you kind of get rid of them. Um, one, because that last game before break, you don't know what guys are thinking. They could be thinking about their flight going to Mexico. They could be thinking about <laughs> going to Chicago. You have no idea. Right. And it's, and it's hard to kind of keep everybody locked in. Um and we're down a couple guys. We weren't. We didn't have George, Kyle, um, Giannis. Like yeah. we were missing pieces. So 
we took things from that game and learned from them and watched them on film. But then, like, last night, um, we're just kind of getting our legs back. Um, you figure guys have been kind of laying low for a couple of days. And then Giannis and Chris, they're playing all weekend. Pat's doing the dunk contest and stuff. So, like, they're still getting their legs back, too. Like, it's a, it's a lot for somebody to do over All-Star weekend. So, tomorrow night, you got Philadelphia coming to town. Joel Embiid says he's the best player in the world. Did that make its way into the locker room at all? Maybe no. today? No, we don't. We don't worry about any anybody <laughs> or anything else out of our locker room. So, but Philadelphia, obviously a team that uh, has had their ups and downs this year. Talk about facing a team that uh, has something to prove and wants to prove yeah. something to you guys. Yeah, I mean, every time we play them, they play with a chip on their shoulder. Um, they're they're more physical. They're they're talking more. Like the the things that we watch and film that they're lacking in. When we play them, it seems like they're never lacking in them. Um, and honestly, it, it's the truth. But um, they're a big, long, physical team. Um, and we just got to not worry about them, just kind of do the same things that we've been doing and just tighten up on things that, that they've exploited us in before. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We are broadcasting live at Concordia University. If you're uh, taking a listen, you got to find it on the map because this is a tremendous, tremendous place. And you can always stop out and say hello any point in time. We've got a great crowd here tonight. Want to make sure and wake everybody up a little bit. Everybody's enthralled with the conversation. We got a whole lot more of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour presented by UP and Abraham. We'll be back right after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour presented by Hupe and Abraham. Also got to say thanks to our friends at Network Health, ProStar Services, also the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame, and Lammy Sports Management. You want to follow us, go to uh, Milwaukee B-Ball Hour, Milwaukee B-M-K-E B-Ball Hour, I should say, over there on Twitter and Instagram. You can track the program there as well. A lot of pictures being taken tonight, so they're going to have that posted if you're looking for yourself uh, on some of the uh, social media platforms here tonight as well. Steve Novak from Fox Sports Wisconsin alongside, also from the Milwaukee Bucks. We've got Dante DiVincenzo. So we don't normally do this just because we're not in this kind of a setting, but Steve and I are sitting here talking about what we're going to talk about, and I said, you know what, we should probably ask you guys. You guys game for this? You good? Okay. We're sitting here in front of a pretty good sizable audience, so raise your hand if you got a question for Dante or Steve, anybody, you know, if you got a question at all. You got one at all, raise your hand. Anything. Shout it out. Keys to being a championship team. Listen <laughs> hey, to me. That guy, that guy, that guy got deep real quick. Damn. I like that. What's your name? Aaron. Aaron? Aaron. Okay, Aaron. Aaron had a pretty deep question right off the bat. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Man. Two championships at Villanova. I mean, yeah. This guy, he knows what he I didn't win any at Marquette, so you might, I think this question's for Dante. <laughs> um, first and foremost, when you like the guys in your locker room, when you like the guys you're on the court with, it's it's way better. Um, when you're not worrying about numbers, it's way better. Um, I've been a part in between the two championship years. Um, we had a team, and after that first championship, guys started trying to get their numbers, get their draft stock higher. 
and ultimately we lost in the second round. Um, coming back the next year, everybody realized that's not the way to do it. Um, got to put our egos aside. We just got to just go out there and hoop. Um, and honestly, it's just having fun. Like when you don't think about the game, when you don't think about all the stuff that coach is going to yell at you for, you're going to be on the film the next day. It's going to happen. You're going to be on the line running up and down the court. It's going to happen. So you just put all that aside and just take it for what it is and enjoy yourself. Um, take the little moments. Like when you guys go out to dinner with your teams and everything like that, enjoy that because that, that carries over to the court. I like our, my group chat right now from everybody from the championship team. We talk every single day um, and we're talking about everything that's going on in our teams. And honestly, my team or the Bucks is the only team that is so similar to our college team. Everybody else has way different. Everybody's like, it's always a part. Um, so I think that closeness, that, that togetherness is really the, the ultimate thing. Wait, is Dante saying that all teams in the NBA don't wrestle pregame <laughs> before right. the yeah, game? Right. Is that what you're saying? Right. I mean, and, and I guess, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but there's there's the set of the Atenecupo brothers, the, the set of the Lopez brothers. It's like yeah. half really is family it is. on the team. And then it does appear that, Unless the wrestling is real, it does appear that you guys really do love each other. We do. And when we go to cities, it's like if somebody says, hey, I'm going to dinner, you're not going with one or two people. You're going with 10 to 12 people. You have to yeah, be careful like, if you yeah. invite then because that can yeah. be expensive. You I'm might not want paying to... the bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying the bill. Like, no, nah, I was just asking if yeah, you were. Just, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let them pay. What else we got? Raise your hand. You got a question? Yes. No, great question. Yeah, my first game with the Milwaukee Bucks was Kobe's last game in Milwaukee at the Bradley Center. And, you know, I think obviously now with what's happened with Kobe and his passing, um, I think it's it's just an incredible memory that I have. It was such an exciting moment for me to know I'm coming back to the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that I always dreamed of playing for. And I always said, look, I accomplished my dream of playing in the NBA when I got drafted. And I always thought to myself, I've accomplished my dream. I'm now playing in, in the NBA. I was traded a bunch of times, got to play in a bunch of cool cities. But when I was traded back to the Milwaukee Bucks, I realized those were the guys that I had actually watched. I had watched that uniform. I'd watched the Bradley Center, that building. And so when I got traded to the Bucks, I felt like, although I hadn't really realized, now I had truly accomplished my dream because I think my dream was watching the Milwaukee Bucks, hoping that one day I would be able to to play and then for it to have paired up with my first game being Kobe's last in Milwaukee um, was really special. I think that the energy that night I'll never forget and the fans in Milwaukee embracing him um, as well as for the, supporting the Bucks that night, it really was a, a special night. <laughs> I still practice that three-pointer, although now it's against usually like eight and nine-year-old kids on my son's <laughs> basketball team, so I'm equally as dominant, but... The competition's not quite the same. What else we got? Raise your hand. Anything. The basketball team? Yes. Between us two? Between us two? Oh, goodness. Come on. We don't even got to answer Yeah, that. you know I'd be down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows. Uh, I mean. You, you were introduced as, uh, the other night I was listening, uh, I was watching on the NBA Network, you were introduced as a three-point specialist. 
Uh, that's that's not what I did. I, th- that's what I was going to say. I mean, it's, it's it's so I introduced that today on the show, and I had a whole bunch of people that had said, "Yeah, wait a minute, there's so much more." But why? Do you know why there's a label out there? Is it just because? Or and, and why do you? And why do you say no, 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 no? Because no. I just view myself as a ball player. Um, I try to just do everything. I mean, when I think three point specialists, you think of the greats: Kyle Korver, um, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen. You think of those guys. Like me, I'm just trying to be an all around basketball player, defend, dribble the ball, pass the ball, shoot the ball. Like I'm trying to do everything um, to be on the floor. And that's that. I think that's interesting because I think being a specialist was something I prided myself very much in. Yeah. But. Dante obviously is capable of and is proving you're so much more than mm-hmm. a one-dimensional guy. In the NBA, there's obviously a, a place for guys that can do one thing. Yeah. And there's obviously a place for guys like you that are two-way players, makes you even more valuable, allows you to play more minutes, that kind of thing. But you're right. I think it's, it's, it's interesting when you, when you look at the NBA and you realize that there are only 30 superstars in this league and the large majority of the rest of the 400-plus players can do one thing really, really well or maybe two things. Yeah. So, you know, Dante is – you're absolutely a guy that can play on both ends of the floor, and I think that it's why you've been able to come off the bench. It's why you've been able to start, shoot the three, not score points, still be extremely valuable on the court playing defense. So, And I think if you keep yourself in that box – um, like if you're going, I'm a three-point specialist. I go 0 for 3 for my first three shots. My minutes going way down. <laughs> like that's just how it goes. I got a guy that was listening, and he said, uh, you know, on the thing of the three-point specialist, he said, would you rather hit a three to win the game, or block somebody else's shot to win the game? Now he's a specialist. Honestly, <laughs> whew, that's a tough question. Because you guys um, have an emphasis on yeah. defense. There's a pride that you guys take that a lot of teams don't take defensively. Ego-wise, yeah, I only have three. On. But, like, in terms of what the, the, the team will go crazy for, I think Bug would run out on the court and pick me up if I got a <laughs> block to stop the game. That's, that's, that's probably just what true. everybody thinks in the um, office. What else we got? Anything? Another one? Yes. This is for Dante. Do you think you could be passing a jump contest? Pack of hops. Um no, I'm gonna be real. No. <laughs> what did no. you think about his two dunks? Whew. If he would have, I think we were talking about it. If he would have made that one that he put off the backboard in, if he would have made it on the first tie, um, I think he would have advanced. It was Giannis's um, fault. His hand, Giannis's yeah. hands were too I, big. Yeah. Uh, even and Giannis, thing, even like, he him. wants to just grip the ball. Like you gotta let somebody <laughs> take it once right. in a while. Just <laughs> to cradle it. He, I think what Pat described it. He said he wanted to try to grab it. He, Forgot how big Giannis's hands were. He said it's like when you try to steal a rebound from Giannis, you it's can't get it happening. out of his hands. It's not happening. So he should have known that. He should have just had Yelich do another one. Right. <laughs> how, how did that come about? I mean, was there? I mean, I'd seen Christian Yelich had had, uh, you know, some uh, trip over to the facility and had a chance to see everybody. But was that something that was in the works the entire time, or was this kind of a spur of the moment thing? You when you saw it, I saw it. Really? I had no idea what was going on. I didn't on the realize show, he, had a, he had a T-shirt with us all on it. Yeah. Um, like the White Man Can't Jump movie. Right. Um, it was really cool. So I was watching it from home, and that was the first time I got to see it. Because he had told us on the show, the prior show, that he was he had a yeah. prop, and he wasn't going to tell anybody who it was yeah. or what it was. No. He <laughs> said it's something very Milwaukee. Well, you don't get much more Milwaukee than the yeah. other MVP, you know. Yeah. Yes. No, and actually that night that we did the radio show with Pat, Mike Levine from the NBA – had actually just come in town and came to the radio show and was in the audience that night. And Pat was meeting with him after the show to go to go through what he was thinking, what he was going to do, and see if everything was approved. And then they actually had to do a little secret rehearsal kind of thing to make sure 
although Pat may think he can do that dunk, can he really do mm-hmm. it? And of course he could. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was it was all going down in the in the back hallways yeah. of the last radio show. Yeah, the last time we did the show, they were they were doing it. Well, what else we got? Anything? Favorite shoes? Uh, I wear the KDs uh, with my – the reason why I wear them is that my injury last year. Um, mine was like, I have to wear KDs. I would wear Giannis's, honestly. I would wear them because you can do some crazy things with Giannis's shoes. But the KDs for me just because comfort-wise. What else we got? Anything? We got one more? Yes. Um, who, um, um, in between I like that. Ooh. Put them on the spot. Who's so going to win tomorrow I, night? If I had to ask you, what would you say? Us? That I'm com- I'm confident in our team tomorrow night. I got you. Okay. I'm confident. He, you didn't predict a win. I like that. You, <laughs> you didn't give anybody billboard fodder. <laughs> what right. would you think we would do? He's got a yeah. career in broadcasting yeah. when it's all said and done. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got the final segment of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Brought to you by Hupie and Abraham. Coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. It is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour presented by Hupe and Abraham. Time now for the hometown advantage analysis presented by Network Health. Uh, the Bucks head into the unofficial second half of the season. Best home record, and uh, they have gotten it done 25-3 and three at the Pfizer Forum. they got Philly coming into town tomorrow night. And uh, this is uh, a segment in which we're going to talk a little bit about the five serve with uh, Dante DiVincenzo and Steve Novak here alongside. But, uh, Dante, I, I, I mean, you got to ask, what has been the comfort level at the five serve? I mean, it's just been the fans or the fact that it's home cooking. But uh, you guys, when it comes to the five serve, it's almost uh, it's almost a lock. Yeah, I mean, the fans want her amazing. Um, we'll make a run. They go crazy. Um, and even when we're struggling, they pick us up. Uh, I think that's really huge for us. And then also just being home. It's that comfort level of being home, just handling business at home, um, a gym that we play in every day, so we, we're, we're comfortable there. He's got to be comfortable there. Even when you're not playing there, I feel like you know, I'm, I'm always at my Marquette games. You're a Nova guy. I, I didn't know how much love up. you were going to okay. have for my Golden Eagles. But you're always representing. You always show up to the Marquette games, yeah. you and your pops. Yeah. Always yeah. roll in. He's got his courtside seats that make sure they yeah. hold Cause, for Because he was with me. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I took care of him. I like seeing that little Nova love, little – Big East pass. I heard about that too, by the way. I'm just letting you know. All those games I came to that wasn't Nova, I heard about it. They called me right up. (laughs) (laughs) Gave me a hard time. It's Uh, all love. Before we go any further, uh, the coaches, Sean and Stacy, Stan, you are looking at the two winningest coaches in program history here at Concordia University. And they're still going strong. Congratulations. We kind of got fed that information. It's like, wow, that's tremendous. What a tremendous accomplishment. So we wanted to make sure we wanted to recognize that being here tonight at Concordia University. So, uh, you know, when you, you come to a place like this, I mean, it takes you back college days a little bit, guys, right? For sure. You start driving around buildings and you're looking for names on buildings and dorms and all that kind of stuff and furniture thrown out the windows and pillars <laughs> in the windows. and You know, you start looking for that kind of stuff. And I think there's a request for Dante to sign – a very interesting piece of memorabilia <laughs> that I have not seen. Where usually. is that? My man brought a toaster <laughs> with him to have here. signed. Yeah. Right, Nothing. Awesome. <laughs> only on a college campus. Nothing says college oh, like man. I don't got crap in What's my up, room man? but a toaster. <laughs> Can you sign like my if toaster? You, if you bring something to sign, he'll sign it. So yeah. he grabbed his toaster. He grabbed oh, the awesome. toaster. 
Is this like the only toaster? Does this you actually use this? It's, it's the community one. It's the community oh, toaster. That's even better. <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> no problem. It's the community no toaster. There you go. Nice job. What's your name? Nathan. Nathan. There you go. He got the community toaster sign here at Concordia <laughs> University. So that's fantastic. <laughs> I love doing this stuff. This is awesome. So it, we were talking a little bit earlier uh, about load management. Obviously, you guys have had the largest winning margin um, working on a record when it comes to the NBA. But you got some pretty tough teams coming up, especially when you get to April. Uh, it really becomes incumbent upon coach at that point to kind of manage the minutes for the team to keep the legs fresh because we know, and Pat said it the last time we talked, you guys want 70. Mm-hmm. There's, that's rare air. But there's also a championship to be had. Yeah. So talk about the balance between the two. I mean, it's tough because, um, obviously, you want to win every game you play, um, whether we get to 70 or not. Like, every time we go out on the court, we want to win. Um, but I think, ultimately, everybody in the locker room, everybody in the city would rather a championship than 70 wins. Um, and that's kind of our goal, and that's kind of our mindset. Um, so, like you said, it's a tough on coach's job. But that's our job to make it a tough job on him. Um, so when we go out there, we just want to compete at the highest level and play as hard as possible and then let him kind of wheel reel us back in. I love that too. It's like we gotta make we we gotta make his job tough. And it was sort of it reminds me of in the preseason what Giannis had kind of said when he was out there in the first preseason game diving on the floor, he's flying all over the place, almost seemed reckless at times. Went into the seats. It went into the seats, yeah. Slid into the seats, yeah. And you're going I mean, Giannis, we we know you got something to prove and we also know how good you are, but do you need to be doing this right now in the preseason? Right. And when he was interviewed after the game, that's pretty much what he said. He said, look, I'm going to play one speed. I, I, that's how I go about my business. And it's on Coach Butt. If he wants to take me out, if he doesn't like the way I'm playing or I'm playing too hard, he can sit me down. He, he gets paid to make big decisions. Exactly. I get paid to play hard. So, I mean, you kind of got to love that, right? Yeah. You're saying, hey, look, Coach will make the decision. If we get there and there's three games left and we got 68 wins, then yeah. Coach can rest us if he wants Do you to. guys talk about 70? No, honestly, I, I haven't heard one thing about 70 in the locker room. Okay. Well, just, just talk about in. 75. They only talk about 75 in the locker room. They don't even, <laughs> that's what he's saying. They don't want 70. Honestly, don't even. We don't even. Some of us don't even know our record. Really, I don't know our record. Okay. Well, you got a lot of wins. I didn't, that's <laughs> all I know. You have more wins than anybody else right now. We promise you that. Do you feel like you're the best team in the NBA? Yeah. Honestly, I think we're. I think we're the most together team. We're the most. I think we play the hardest. Um, and then when it comes down to the playoffs, um, it's just going to who's going to produce when the lights come on. Um, what what makes – you talked about togetherness, but what makes that team, your team, that good? Because obviously there's a chemistry with Coach. He kind of lets you do your own thing and then reels you in when you need to. I mean, you talk about guys that are leaders, guys that are in the gym early. What makes that team this good? So when you have – when everybody on the court has the green light, um, one, that's really fun. And two, um, it's a it's a good way to play because um, nobody's thinking if I take this shot, I'm coming out. Um, and then nobody has an ego on our team. Um, everybody, you you'll have one night, Bled will have 30 points, and the next night, Chris will have it, and then sometimes other guys will have 25. Giannis just has his normal numbers. Like it doesn't matter who scores for us as long as we get the win. And everybody's goal is to get the win, so nobody cares. Now, what is, I guess, with with playing for Coach Bud, and obviously what you're describing, a lot of that comes from him. But, you know, I feel like the way he's able to coach guys obviously speaks to the kind of guys that he's coaching. But being in the locker room with him every day, what what is something that, you know, we, we see the games. We see him walk the sidelines. But the way that he manages, the way that he communicates, 
What is unique about the way that, that he leads you guys? Um, he's just a special person and a special coach. Um, I mean, I'm thankful enough to come here and to be able to be coached by him. I mean, his first year coming in was my first year, so I kind of have that connection with him. Um, and like you said, the way he manages our minutes, um, people's attitudes, everything, like he just does an amazing job at it. And he doesn't, he doesn't look too deep into things. Um, if you do something and you, we, we did have a disagreement, it's over the next play. Um, and because everybody knows the ultimate goal and everybody knows that everybody wants the same thing and it's not, somebody's not going off to the side. When you come down the stretch and we start to get into April, you got a lot of tough basketball up ahead, but um, do you look at those teams that you're going to be playing against? Do you start to gauge yourself and say, okay, here's where we're at. This is the level we need to be at when we get to the postseason because you're going to play a lot of teams that are over 500 that are really gunning for your spot. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good test for us. Um, those, those good teams towards the end of the year, we kind of get to see what we have to tighten up on, what we're really good at, and kind of where we sit. And then you start to look at what are, where are other teams sitting? Like who are we going to play in the first round? Um, and you kind of kind of lock in on that. But there's good teams that we play during the end of the year. We would rather have it that way than kind of having an easy schedule going into playoffs. And do you even, in terms of the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, obviously, you know, you guys get to see the Eastern Conference all the time. But in the West, are you kind of you keep an eye on on the Lakers, on the Clippers, on who they're signing, on who's hurt, on you know stuff like that? Or are you almost only focus more on the Eastern Conference as the season kind of winds towards the end. In terms of our team, I think we just kind of focus on ourselves in the Eastern Conference. But as players, you're kind of just thinking about, oh, who's going to come out of the West? Um, and you see teams that are making pushes, like great teams like the Trailblazers. They're not in the top four, not in the top right. five. Like they're trying to make a push to get into the playoffs. And and teams like that, that if they sneak in, they're scary teams. Um, Oklahoma City is a good team that people aren't talking about. So – as a player, you're looking at it like as a fan, you're looking at it like who can come out of the West? Like who could we possibly face if we get all the way? Before we uh, get out of here, we got about 30 seconds to go. Senior night, you remember coming out of Villanova, you know this is probably going to be your last season. You're probably looking at going to the NBA. You know you got a lot ahead of you, but you got, you got some senior nights coming up here. Word to the wise of senior nights, guys. I didn't have a senior night. I know you did. <laughs> you just won and walked off. You did a mic drop. <laughs> You did a mic drop with a uh, ring. I would love to have a senior night because you still have eligibility, oh, right? Oh, no. I wish we could go back and do a senior night just one, one, one game. <laughs> just um, one game for you. But now those guys loved it, and it's, it's a really emotional moment. Yeah. Um, I know, especially for our walk-ons that we had. They, they, they really loved it. That's it. Time for us to get out of here. Thanks to everybody for coming out. It is a tremendous, tremendous facility. Concordia University, thank you for having us. Congratulations to both teams. Best of luck to both teams as well. For Steve Novak, Dante DiVincenzo, I'm Bill Michaels. It's time for us to get out of here. Have a good night. See you. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 